Hello there, everybody, and welcome to, I'm going to call this series two, hooray, of adult ADHD, my journey of self-discovery and getting a diagnosis. Oh, bloody hell. Well, I'm sorry about the massive wait between the last series and this series. I have been just so busy with flying from Australia to England and England to Australia again in just the first bit of proper normality I've had in such a long time. And then when I got back, I was just on full-blown holiday mode. And then I started school again with the preps and woo, it's just been crazy. So here I am, better late than never, as they say. And let's get started with the episode. Um, right, before I get started, actually, I should probably do a plug. So if you are on Instagram and would like to follow me, it's at Adult ADHD Journey. Face. Oh, hang on. No, I've got that wrong. God, it's been such a long time. <laughs> Instagram is at adult underscore ADHD underscore journey. Facebook is at adult ADHD journey. And if you want to email me, it's adult.adhd.journey at gmail.com. I have noticed though with the email address, when I do reply, for some reason, I'm labelled as spam, which uh, (laughs) is a little bit annoying, but you know, it is what it is. So you might have to check your spam or junk folder if you do email me to see if you get a response. Not sure how to unspam myself If you would like to support the podcast as well and donate, you can head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash adult ADHD. Okay, (laughs) now let's get started. Oh, I've missed these little rifts or whatever they're called. So, um, new series, new year, new me, new everything really. Happy Christmas, happy new year. I hope everyone has stayed safe and has had a really great time connecting with family and friends and all that fan dango. Thank you to everyone who's checked in how my holidays were. They were, oh, fucking amazing. I love them. I managed to go to COVID Central, (laughs) which was the UK, and spend a fair few days in Liverpool, actually, which over Christmas was like COVID Central of England, and just didn't catch COVID, which I don't know how I did it. So I managed to get there and get back all in one piece, which I was, thank God, because I'm a catastrophizer at the best of times. I think that would have pushed me over the edge. But thank you to everyone who has checked in, sent me messages. Uh, It's been really lovely to hear from you guys and I've really, really missed you and I've really missed doing the podcast. I have kind of tried to focus more on myself and my like connections with family and friends. So I have taken a bit of a back step from the podcast. Um, Wait for it, bloody hell. I've taken a back step from dating, holy shit. <laughs> so I am now, um, yeah, on a sabbatical from dating. I am celibate. It's just started being February, so I'm also doing dry July. No, 
<laughs> Sorry. It is February. I'm now doing July. No, 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 no. I'm doing fast February. February fast. February fast. Fit Feb. Feb fast. Feb fast. I'm doing Feb fast, which means I am abstaining from alcohol for 28 days. I mean, I did pick the shortest month, (laughs) which, uh, you know, will put me hopefully in better stead. As I said, I have given up all dating and intimacy of any kind with others, Uh, (laughs) you know, not with myself. Um, Because as I said, my focus is maintain, establishing and maintaining connection with family and friends. You know what? Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright, whoever the fuck they are, they can wait, quite frankly. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm suddenly like not in any rush. I just want to take my time. And I think going home to the UK and seeing my family for the first time in bloody three years because of COVID, not because I'm a bitch, has really kind of hit home to me that just how important family are. And, you know, when you've got a best mate, like some of the best mates I've got back home, you can go three years, some of them six years it's been. And when you catch up, it's like not a second has ever passed. There's no awkwardness. It's just natural. It flows. And I think it's kind of made me think, oh my God, what have I been doing for the past however long? Obsessing about dating, obsessing about dating. (laughs) Like, I don't know how else to put it. Just, you know, constantly kind of next, 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 going on this date with this person, this date with this person. And then I felt like I was getting more chilled out. And I was like, oh man, you know, like, no, I'm not that bothered. I'm really taking it easy. La, 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 la. But actually I was still fucking obsessed and didn't realize I was still obsessed. So it's been really nice to actually not date. And, (laughs) you know, I do have a drive as does everyone. And mine is pretty high. And one of my mates who I spoke to in the UK, when I told her about my abstinence, she was like, um, (laughs) she said, oh, Katie, but, hmm, you know, like, what about the beast? (laughs) I said, babe, the beast is asleep. Like, as long as she stays asleep, we'll all be good. Like, that's why I am stopping all intimacy because as long as, as I said, as long as she's asleep, everything is good. Like, (laughs) if I just have a casual affair with someone, they're going to wake up the beast. And what I'm realizing is I'm waking up the beast sometimes, right? And it's for something that's shit and isn't even worth wasting waking the beast up for. So it would be like waking up a bear, right, in the middle of its hibernation. When you wake up the bear, he suddenly realizes he's fucking starving because he's been asleep for like fucking five months or whatever, right? So then he's fucking hungry. And then you give him like fucking two spoonfuls of peanut butter and he's like, bitch, now I'm even hungrier because you're like teasing my stomach and you're teasing my tummy and it's like, oh, I have this little bit of food. Oh, no, no, you can't have any more. Or, you know, or you give him like a meal that's fucking moldy. And then he's like, bitch, what the fuck? A, you woke me up, you fucking dickhead. But B, you give me this shit. You're joking. 
Are you actually joking? You you woke me up for this. And then the bear would probably kill whoever fucking woke him up in a fit of rage and then go back to sleep. But then his sleep's been disturbed and he can't properly get into a deep sleep again. And then it's all fucked. So that's kind of how I feel. Like, you know, the beast, the bear. I like I like the bear analogy, actually. Let's call it the bear. The bear gets woken and then the bear is unsatisfied. You know, it's left completely dissatisfied. And just, it's all then fucked. So what's the fucking point of waking up the bear? The bear was quite happy asleep because it was fucking asleep. You know, when hibernation period finishes, I want to have a fucking great scran in front of me. I want a full fucking plate piled fucking high of my favorite fucking foods that's gonna make me go mm. it's gonna make me want to lick that bowl oh god you know just blah, 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 blah. so that bear is staying fucking asleep till that fucking good ass dinner is on the table so this is one of the realizations i have come to you know sometimes it's actually better for the bear to stay asleep then to be woken up and given shit. Ah, you know, I mean, people just don't have chemistry with everyone. Uh, so that's my, one of my things I've come to realise. I also decided over New Year that I was going to give up alcohol for a month and actually just going to... Right, so this is going to be a podcast Obviously, this is an ADHD podcast, um, <laughs> but this is also a podcast about my journey and about my journey and experience and life. So this podcast episode is very much going to be about my realizations I have had over the Christmas holidays um, and all the crazy shit that's been going on in my head. But I feel like, mm-hmm, when did I get my diagnosis? You know what? I don't have a fucking clue. Was it June? June? Maybe? July? August? September? October, November, December? January? February? So we're talking about eight months-ish. Ish. Ish. Eight, nine months. Whatever. Maybe longer, maybe less. Who knows when I got my diagnosis because I'm no good with dates. So I got my diagnosis and I started my medication and that was a fucking travesty in its own right. Like trying to balance that and equal that out. And what people had said to me is, oh, you know, when you're properly like in your A game with your medication, you'll wake up and you'll know exactly how much medication you need for that day. Some days you might wake up and be like, oh, I don't need any. Other days you're like, fuck, bitch, load me up. Other days you're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, when people would tell me this, I'd be like, but what? How do you know? Like, how, how do you fucking know? I do not understand. Now I understand. I've reached that equilibrium. So people stick with it. It happens some days now. I try to have at least one day off a week. So I'm really scared about building a tolerance because I have an ironclad stomach for some reason. And whatever drug I seem to take for long periods of time, my body just completely gets used to it. So um, I think that's really important to note that you should be taking a day or two off every week to prevent that tolerance from happening. Also, um, yeah, you know, I have made the conscious decision that when I was on like the doses of the dosage of medication that properly fucking like fixed me down to a fucking T, made me get shit done all day, every day, bang, 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 bang
it also made me lose my spark because my brain is like super fast, super and half of, well, actually 90% of what makes me me is how fast it works and how I'm like, yeah, John, 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 you know, and it makes me fun. It makes me crazy and woo, woo, woo. And, you know, ADHD actually gives me a lot of really positive things to do with my personality. So um, I actually don't take a very high dose anymore, take a much, well, a lower dose usually. I mean, as I said, I decide every day and know how much I need for that day. Um, But because I very much need to be me and I very much need to have my spark. And my spark and who I am is more important than completely managing my ADHD, you know? And that's um, a personal choice for me. Probably already said this before. Who's not? Who blue? Who knows? Anyway, so I'm finally properly getting into the groove of like being me. I'm no longer having an identity crisis, which I did have a few hundred times <laughs> after starting the medication. Like I feel like I've really settled in to who I am and I'm really kind of, you know, unmedicated Katie would never in a million years have decided you know, I'm going to stop dating. And not only am I going to stop dating, but I'm actually going to stop all intimacy as well. You know, old Katie Airy would be like, I'm sick of dating. It's all men's fault. It's not my fault. It's all men's fault. So I'm just going to date women from now on. And then I'd be like, I have a shit experience with a woman and be like, oh, fuck. Like, oh my God, it's women. It's not me. I'm going to just start dating men again. Bang, bang, bing, bang, bong. You know, change, 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 change. Whereas now I've really like got into this groove of my medication and now knowing who I am very solidly, I'm like, bitch, I'm going to, I know what's important to me now. I'm no longer confused. I feel like now things are just clearer. I think it's a mixture of all things. It's a mixture of the vivants that I'm on. It's a mixture of the antidepressants I'm on. I've just started fairly recently-ish, about three months ago, some new type of antidepressant, which fucking hell, cost me like 7,000 fucking dollars a month. Like, the ones I was on, firstly, when I first started this journey, cost me like $7 a month. $7. To the English people out there, that's like three pound 50, right? You're half it. These tablets are a hundred dollars a month. I mean, they don't even do them in the UK. My sister uh, told me when I went back home because they're so expensive. Um, So it's a fucking rip off, but I feel like they've just, wow, like I feel just way, because with me it's ADHD, but it's also severe anxiety on top of that. Some of that is the ADHD, some of it is actually, I have an anxiety disorder condition, whatever, as well. So I'm just, just a bundle of joy, really. Um, So yes, that is that. So it's a mixture of all sorts of things, but things are really now becoming clear to me in my own head. So I was on the plane back to England. I was like, "Mm, you know, oh, wow. Like, I just don't know whether I want to be like more spiritual and 
now that I'm just super cool, complected. Anyway, so I go back home and on Christmas Eve, it's my family tradition to go to church. I'm not a church girl, but from once every New Year's at Christmas Eve when I'm in England. So you're talking like on average once every two to three years. (laughs) And when I was in church, it's like I had an awakening. I was like, oh my God. Yes, I hear it now. I am going to be a born again Christian. Yes, this, yes. And I get very carried away when I'm excited about something. And I was like, yes, this is what, yes, and no sex before marriage. Uh, and then, yes, oh my God, I'm going to do all of this. Or woo. So my real driving force was the no sex before marriage, which for me, what a fucking wild idea. <laughs> wild idea. Um, I mean, I don't know where it came from, but it really kind of inspired me. And then I messaged my friend over in Australia and was like, I'm going to be a born again Christian. And I'm not going to have sex before I get married. I'm going to be part of this community of religion and spirituality. She was like, mm, okay, like, why don't you just abstain from, like, you know, dating and all all of that world for a while instead of committing to Jesus, (laughs) which I was like, "Mm, yes, actually, okay, maybe you're right. Um, I mean, it's still on the back of my mind. I did make friends with some people who were part of a church when I went to the tennis And I was like, whoa, I'm going to join your church, yes, (laughs) when I was drunk. So, I mean, you know what, but there's definitely something in me now, which is like, you know, I really want to be spiritual. So, I have decided to compromise, um, which I was never very good at back in the day. But my compromise is now I'm not going to, you know, Obviously, I've got to start dating at some point. I'm going to take still a bit more time. But I'm not going to kind of give... I've just... I've realised that my body is sacred. And the body of other people are sacred as well. Like, (laughs) to which some people have said, "Uh, yeah. I'm like, all right. Like, I'm sorry that I'm like 20 years behind neurotypical people and neurotypical people's brains. <laughs> like I told one friend and he was like, what? Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, my body is sacred. <laughs> well, so I'm a bit behind. Okay. But I've finally realized, better late than never to the party. You know, like I said before, I finally realized my body is sacred. And actually you got to fucking work to earn this, this body is a fucking temple. She is special. She is sacred. She is worthy. And you got to fucking work for her. Just like everyone else's body is sacred. I have to work for other bodies too. So I'm not going to give myself to somebody who is unworthy and is who is undeserving and who hasn't given me the respect and the time and the whatever, whatever that I deserve. So I'm really saving, but not necessarily until I fall in love, but until I meet someone who I think, you know what, there's potential here for 
me to be to fall in love with you. There's potential. That's what I'm looking for, the big P. And I know I'm on a dating sabbatical, but I did go on a date last week. I just thought, you know what, I'll trial it. Because I was listening to something um, that, you know, so I was listening to a podcast and I don't know if it's current culture in India, but it was definitely culture in like the early nine, early 19th century. <laughs> no, uh, early 20th century, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, whenever Gandhi was alive, um, to actually, if you want to get stronger, a stronger soul, it's good to abstain from things, but also to put yourself in a position of temptation. And that actually makes you stronger. So I thought to myself the other week, you know what? I'm going to be like Gandhi. I mean, the way he tested his, bit fucked. Wasn't going to do it in a fucked way, like, you know. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to see, like, I'm going to see how strong this bitch is. And I went on the date and I was like, oh, God, you know what? Nah, not even asked. And I was like, God, I'm so strong. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> Look at me go. So that was really exciting. Um, you know, I really put myself there. In a challenging situation, and I passed the test with flying colours. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So I was very, very happy with that. Um, so I'm back to my no dating, which is lovely. But, you know, even going on this date, like, it just made me a bit ick. Like, oh, ick, ew, you know, because he was kind of like, after the date... Mm, yeah. Oh God, I just wanted to kiss you all fucking night. Like, oh, you're so, like, oh, sexy. And I was like, look, just so you know, I'm actually not into that at the moment. Like, if you're after something like casual or something quick and cheap or whatever, I said I'm not your girl. Like, I'm really sorry, but that's just not what I'm after. So, thank you, but no, thank you. Um. And then he was like, oh, but, you know, I'm just such a sexual person and I love to, like, oh, I'm so sexual and oh, I really felt like there's this deep connection and I'm so sexual. And, oh. I was like, have you even listened to a fucking word I have just told you? I just told you, no, I don't want to fucking do that. Like, respect my wishes. Fuck off. Like, it just pissed me off. I just think... Oh, I don't care if you're a sexual person. Like, I'm a sexual person, but I've got fucking standards now, mate. I'm a fucking, put, you know, like, hello. I'm basically like, you know, just, <laughs> I don't know what I was about to say. I'm basically like, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm not. Sorry to any Christians listening out there. Um, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus. So I was like, ugh, ugh, God, people are gross. And it really made me feel a bit sick. <laughs> so it definitely showed me that I'm on the right path. So, yes, I started to become very spiritual over Christmas, thought maybe I'd be a born-again Christian. Then I was like to my friend um, over here, I was like, I'm going to give up drinking forever. <laughs> and I'm going to give up drugs. I mean, I haven't done drugs in, like, literally fucking forever. It's been 
forever. Like, I can't even remember the last time. But I was like, you know what? No, now it's actually official. (laughs) Now it's actually official. I have decided no more, unless it's medication, of course. Um, You know, nothing just for shits and giggles. So I really kind of got into this oh yes, woo, almighty me, like let's do this, I can do this, I want to get fit and healthy and be a temple and be strong and amazing and fabulous and blah, 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 blah. Um, Yeah, so I mean the spirituality got bigger and bigger as my trip went on, so I did kind of trail away from Jesus and went into tarot cards. (laughs) I do actually think I am a sister witch, so you know what, like, there is someone in my very close immediate family who may be my mother, um, look, it is my mother, um, and she's, like, honestly got a sixth sense, like, I think she's a little bit psychic, and I'm fucking psychic too, like, the more shit that happens, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so psychic, but not, not consistently, I will, I will admit, like I've spoken about this before, like being psychic around other people, knowing what other people are thinking, wanting to do whatever, whatever before they even know. But psychic about other stuff too. Like this person I know, I was convinced that she had COVID, even though there was nothing on social media or anything. I was like, oh my God, I know she has COVID. I just know she has. And she's not even someone I'm really that friendly with. But I was saying to my friend, oh my God, she's got, I know she does. I know, I just, I I know it, I know it. Anyway, then I messaged her like three weeks later and she was like, oh my God, sorry, I've had COVID. And I was like, oh my God, I knew it. And then like I was driving down the road the other day and I was thinking to myself, mm, oh my God, like this road, I can't believe police officers even try to put like speed camera, like do the speed ca- camera in the car, you know, in the park on the side of the road. Why they even do it on this street? Because it's so obvious. Like I would never get caught speeding on this street. Like it's just ridiculous. Like, oh my God, like what's making me think about police and speed cameras? And then like literally two minutes later, like five kilometers down the road, there was a police car, speed camera, like, and they're only there, like, once every fucking five months, six months or whatever, like, you know, and I was like, poo, oh my God. Um, And then, like, so my street, it's got, like, a really annoying left turn onto this road, and it fucking pisses me off, because people are dickheads and don't let me through ever, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking gonna cause an accident one day, right, and I've always thought it, and then, like, two months ago, I just was like, right, that's it, I've had enough, so I actually emailed Vic Rhodes, or whoever, like, the people who are in charge of Rhodes, yeah, Vic Rhodes in Victoria, Victorian Rhodes, and I said, look, this junction is really dangerous I guarantee in the next couple of months there's gonna be a bad accident and they wrote back like oh thank you so much for your email but uh no this isn't fucking dangerous it's fine people give way for people turning onto the street well guess what happened last week this guy sees this girl turning. He's like, I'm not going to let this bitch through. I'm going to fucking power on through because I'm a wanker. <laughs> Crash. Two pop tires in this poor girl's car. All four airbags are re- deployed. She fucking has really bad whiplash. A car gets written off. Like, he hits her driver fucking side. Somehow she only managed to, she managed to escape with only whiplash, but I'm like, oh my God. And you know what? People are probably like, that's just coincidence. Like, 
you know, whatever. But I'm like, no, I'm actually fucking psychic. <laughs> I actually am. So I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, which is why I think I'm a witch. And you know what? I have an affinity with black cats, right? I've always loved witch shows like Charmed, OMG, fucking love it. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Whoa. Like just, oh, you know, Hocus Pocus, another one. Shit, I watched that every day for like a year and a half when I was a kid because I was obsessed with it. It was my hyper focus. I watched it literally every day. So there's something in that. I mean, I also watched Titanic every day for like a year when I was a bit older. So not sure what <laughs> my relationship is to uh, the Titanic. But yow. Oh, sorry. My fucking cat's asleep on my leg. He's got claws like fucking knives. He's patting me out. Anyway, so I think I'm a bit witchy. So I did these tarot cards. I did them with um, my sister and her partner. And it was just amazing. Like such an amazing experience. And I wrote down everything I wanted to let go of in 2021. And then I burnt it. Oh, we all did. We shared them and burned them. And then um, I wrote down my goals for 2022. And, oh, God, it was such an amazing experience. So now I'm like, yes, I'm super spiritual and I'm fucking loving it. And this is great and life is good. And, you know, I had a session with my therapist as well last week. Was it last week or the week before? And I was telling her about everything. And she was like, wow, like, you are fucking nailing life. And I was like, I know. Totally gaming life <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, but I said to her, you know, I really feel like dating is so bad for my mental health because I'm not fully mentally strong enough on my own yet. I don't love myself and have that enough self-compassion just yet to be able to do it and stay strong. So I said, cutting out dating has actually been so good for my mental health. I mean, listen to me. Wow. Bang, so much energy. I've been teaching prep all day, all week. And listen to the energy I have. I mean, it wasn't like this yesterday and the day before. Um, You know, I was pretty tired. I had a good night's sleep last night. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, so not sure what my point is. But yes, I've just finally, like, if people are new to the ADHD journey and are kind of like, oh, getting a bit with the medication and getting frustrated, all I would say is please have faith and please have patience. Like, how long did it take me until I finally kind of nailed my meds? I think it took about six months. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a bit longer. Six, seven months to really fucking find what makes me tick so it you have to be patient and you have to kind of you know give it some time please uh so yes that is that have I even spoken about ADHD at all in this podcast or has it just all been I should rename the podcast my spiritual journey (laughs) but I think you know it's a podcast about my journey and actually if you've listened to this throughout from episode one all the way to this episode 
I reckon you'll be able to hear a difference in my priorities. Pre-diagnosis, my priorities were sex. Yeah. And <laughs> post-diagnosis, my, priori my priorities were then ADHD, ADHD. I became ADHD obsessed, lived, breathed, ate, slept, drank, snorted ADHD, like all day, every day. It's all I could talk about. It's all I could fucking focus on. Like I told you about that guy, no empathy. Like he was like, bitch, shut the fuck up. I think everyone goes through that obsessive stage. Um, so my priorities then was ADHD medication. Blah, 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 blah. And then um, my priorities changed again and it became like dating, now I'm fixed, less about the medication, but dating, 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 dating. And now my priorities change again and it's like spirituality, my body is sacred. You know when people talk about the sanctity of marriage, whatever happened to the sanctity of marriage, whatever happened to the sanctity of sex, guys, Oh my God. So, <laughs> yes. Um, my priorities now are family and friend connections. I'm going home in September as well. Woo, two trips in one year. <laughs> family and friend connections. Deep, meaningful connections. Self-compassion. Compassion for everyone. Just... <laughs> <laughs> look I went to the tennis the other week with my mate and he said to me wow you're doing amazing you're doing so good like woo I'm so impressed he said but Katie you're very up you're very up you are up are you not worried you're gonna crash I was like what <laughs> shit what Oh my God, hadn't even thought about crashing. I'd forgotten that crashing actually fucking existed. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I didn't think about crashing. Oh, fuck. And with ADHD, you know, you're up, 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 then you're down, 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 up, down, up, down, shake it all around, you do the hokey cokey and you go up and down again. That's what it's all about. Hey, hey, the hokey cokey. And that's kind of what you like, in, out, in, out, shake it all about. Um, up, down, up, down. Jump up like a clown. Um, but what was I saying? In, out, up, down. Yes. But then I brought this up to uh, Dr. T, if that's her name. I can't remember what I named her last year. Um, but my therapist, psych psychologist, yes. Uh, whoever she is and I said yes but actually A I'm not dating B I'm on these antidepressants C I've just been home which has fucking charged me up you know just getting out of Melbourne oh my god I was hating Melbourne I've had a holiday I've come back and I'm like oh god Melbourne is amazing I love it it's beautiful <laughs> has it always been this wonderful oh it's fabulous so, you know, it's good to just fucking go away and have a holiday and have a break from something and then come back and you have a whole fresh new perspective. Like, oh, now I just love it again. And, you know, I mean, Perth, 
sorry for the people who are in WA. Like, it must fucking suck for you guys being locked in. I mean, I'm not going to bring my political views <laughs> about, uh, you know, the guy who rules WA, but he's fucking idiot, right? Anyway, so I can't even get in there. So my Perth dreams are fucking dashed for a while and I don't want to fucking be, you know, I don't want to be going there and then potentially risk not being able to see my family for 7,000 millennia. Um, but I'm really loving Melbourne at the moment and I'm like really happy about it. So I also said to my therapist, like, you know, I've also been home and been recharged, antidepressants, being home, medication's great. Um, and I'm not dating. I said, these are four steps to success. So obviously I'm up, but I was like, but is this just me now or am I going to crash? And she was like, well, not everyone's up all the time. And I'm like, yes, not everyone is up all the time. And I have not yet had my crash. So I thought my crash would come first day of prep. Um, may or may not have lost a child at first. <laughs> um, hypothetically, of course. And so I really thought that it would, that would be the thing that broke me. And don't get me wrong, first day of work, it was a curriculum day, so it was just for staff. <laughs> I did have a mini breakdown and decided I was going to quit that day <laughs> and go work in a cafe full time. Um, yeah, I was like, that's it. I texted my business manager and was like, can you just um, give me the details about how I would do this? She was like, what are you talking about? I was like, uh, and I freaked out on the way to work. I was messaging my friend like, no, that's it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I need a year off. Like the holiday made me fall back in love with Melbourne. Maybe I just need a year off. Oh my God, oh my God. Anyway, then I remembered that I'm doing a really cool thing at work this year and I'm part of a really cool kind of very, very, very small team doing something very specialized. And I was like, mm, no, because I really want to do that. So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll think about working in a cafe full time next year. <laughs> that's what I'll do. Okay, that's what I'll do. So I've decided not to quit. But yeah, that could have potentially been a really big breakdown that lasted a really long time. But somehow I managed to remember the good of the situation of working. And then I came out of it. And by that afternoon, I was okay. Um, I mean, I did text my mother and everything being like, I'm quitting. I've had enough. That's it. <laughs> um, I, need, I need my little catastrophizers sometimes. You know, I need to just throw my toys out the pram every now and again. So that's what I did. But I got over it really quickly, which was really great and very much unlike me. <laughs> I usually like go into this fucking rabbit warren of like, and then I'm like, oh my God, how do we get out? It's like a fucking platypus's den, right? They fucking go in and it's like, but they burrow in and then it closes up behind them. And then they're fucking like, lucky they've got a massive fucking beak, right? Beak? It's not called a beak. A bill. I knew it wasn't a beak. Fuck am I talking about? Actually, interesting fact. Did you know that platypuses aren't actually called platypuses? They've got a different name. Anyway, can't remember what it is. Off topic. But if I go into a platypus's den, I don't have a bill. So I'm going to fucking get stuck, you know? But I feel like I've grown a hypothetical bill to get out of the warren. Oh, for now, I'm definitely going to crash. Listen to me. <laughs> I is a cat. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, so hypothetical bills out of the way. Possibly may crash. Started in prep, was waiting for it. Actually, stop hurting me. My cat, not my soul. <laughs> uh, but actually, it's I'm doing okay. Um, I'm quite enjoying. I mean, you probably can tell via this podcast that I'm quite creative, full of energy, like I'm a bit of a drama queen. So I'm just loving being a little actress in class with my fake binoculars. And I've gone all out with uh, my classroom this year with help from one of my very good friends. And it's got like the biggest cat theme you've ever fucking seen. I'm wearing cat outfits every day. Like there's spot the cat on my clothing every day like I mean I'm covered in cats all day every day it's great I'm actually settling into it way better than I thought I would so again I've avoided the crash so it will happen and when it happens it's going to come like a bolt from the blue and it's going to like cripple me probably but then I can't think like that because whoa what no expectations I have of myself I really need to have more faith in myself but also you know remembering it's okay to have a shit day It's normal. Everyone has shit days. Life isn't perfect all the fucking time. If it was, well, it'd probably be pretty boring, actually. Um, And sometimes, you know, we crave boringness. But, like, if I was perfect, my God, I'd be so boring, you know? Like, so, yeah. I don't know what my point was, but whatever, um, you know, I think, sorry if you can hear my stomach rumbling. <laughs> I do think that people with ADHD, they've got such negative self-image a lot of the time and they have no self-compassion a lot of the time. And this is very generally speaking, you know, but very low self-compassion. And we're so hard on ourselves when we make a mistake or we do something wrong and we obsess over it and it, fucking we tear ourselves apart and you know as I said connection and it's you know built relationships are my focus this year and that includes my relationship with myself and in order to you know I need to empathize and have compassion with myself more so just being kinder to myself and when I have a shit day I'm trying to tell myself it's okay it's okay all will be good so, yes, um, I am going to make the podcasts actually do, 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 do. I am going to make the podcasts every fortnight here on in just because prep is exhausting. Uh, I don't know where I've got this random burst of energy from tonight. I've got my second wind. Um, but just so I don't let people down, I'm lowering the bar and see instead. See? How much I'm changing instead of being like, ah, you got to fucking do it, you lazy bitch. Do it, do it. Give the people more. Give them what they want. (laughs) I'm like, no, got to look after myself too every fortnight. That way I'm not putting pressure on myself. I'm not, you know, backing myself into a court and forgetting about things and then feeling like I'm letting people down and then doing a fucking shit episode, which let's face it, there's been a lot of those. Uh, I mean, well, this one's probably a very shit episode and I've had a very, very big break, but you know, I'm just settling into it. I'm settling into it, guys. I'm settling into it. So, uh, yes, um, I'm going to make it every fortnight instead. That way I can you know, really get into, really get into my groove. 
Um, and yeah, it's still going to have a focus on ADHD, but also a focus on my journey. And I don't know, some other random shit. Maybe, maybe who fucking knows? Is this scripted? No, sometimes (laughs) I must give fabulous advice. Other times, shocking. Like what have you actually learned from this episode? Apart from the fact that I'm some weird spiritual wannabe witch (laughs) who is totally fucked and (laughs) is having a midlife crisis clearly and is gonna crash and burn any moment um but you know hopefully this gives people faith because you've been with me from the beginning of this journey and I hope you can see the growth I'm being so compassionate to myself. Oh my God, it makes me sick. (laughs) Anyway, sorry this wasn't informative, but hopefully the people who listen actually listen, A, because sometimes I have something useful to say, but B, maybe because they're just like hearing me talk about shit. This is an episode all about shit. So welcome back, everyone. Hello, Good afternoon, good night, good morning, everything, wherever you are. I will see you in a fortnight. Um, thank you for being patient with me, with the podcast. And yeah, see you in two weeks, my little weird and wonderful podcast family. Ding, 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 ding.